The fear of changing and growing and shifting, it's scary for a lot of people, you know, especially midlife. It can be really, really scary. But at the same time, if you really want your life to change, you want it to be better, you got to try different things. So that's what I like to do. I like to help my clients try different things to see what makes their life better. Hello, this is Dr. Deva Nagula. Welcome to From Doctor to Patient, where our goal is to bring you topics of discussion that will educate you on the various healing modalities to help balance the mind, body, and spirit. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of From Doctor to Patient. Today, I have an old friend, Lisa Muster, joining us today. She is a licensed marriage and family therapist and life coach in South Carolina. She's married to her sweetheart, Billy, mama to two daughters, puppy wrangler, love of health, wellness and fitness, and personal development junkie. When she turned 40, she had a wake-up call. She was tired of going through the motions of her life and career as a therapist and wanted to pivot her skill set and do new things. She didn't know what those things would be, so she began testing out ideas and business opportunities. Some were busts, such as private practice, while others were successes, such as life and personal branding, coaching, and podcasting. Lisa, so awesome to see you again. It's been 25 years. Wow. I know. I can't believe it. So much has happened. You're a doctor. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Who knew? I guess you probably knew back in the day, but it is so cool to reconnect after all this time and to see you. So thanks for having me. It's really exciting. Oh yeah. Thanks for coming on the show. But we have lots to talk about and lots of catching up to do. So gosh, tell me what's been going on in your life, you know, with this whole transformation that you went through at the age of 40 and had this wake up call. I mean, a lot of us go through this, I don't want to say midlife crisis, but actually that's kind of what it really is. Um, But you've kind of solved and now are on the other side of it. So what's been going on? What was this transition like for you? Yeah. So I will work really hard to keep it short and sweet. But when I turned 40, I did, I had a a wake up call and I was just kind of tired and overwhelmed. I was burning the candle at both ends. Um, I have a great job. I get to support a military branch, but I realized that that was kind of like a lot of stress and a lot of um, just a lot of moving parts. And I was raising with my husband, two young children. And I realized one day I was like, I, I'm, things are good. Things are really good, but I'm not I'm not living my life to the extent that I thought I would be at 40. So I kind of got really curious about, well, what do I do now? What's next for me? Um, And first and foremost, when I, at 40, I really wanted to feel good in my skin again. And so I worked really hard to find, I say, kind of joke around, like find my mojo. (laughs) And for me, that was... um, just kind of, you know, st- being more consistent with my workouts, with my healthy eating, with all my self-care. So that's really where I started was um, was with my health. You know, sure, at first it was a little bit of a vanity thing, but then it really got into more of a, um, a health and longevity thing because let's face it, I'm not getting any younger. Um, and so I really wanted to go into my midlife and 40s with the best give myself the best chance at longevity and health as possible. So I kind of got all that stuff in order first. I got back into the gym. I truly believe, you know, one of the fountains of youth is lifting weights and, you know, strength training. So I got back to doing that. Um, I didn't let it overtake my life. I had done that before in the past where I got kind of a little bit, the diet, nutrition, diet, nutrition, exercise cycle kind of made me a little crazy. 
and it wasn't working to begin with. So I got really focused on, well, what is my formula for success and what's my definition of success? So I got really clear on those things. And I realized that I could take the same skills, the same cognitive skills I was using to kind of bring myself around to where I wanted to be in other areas of my life. So I realized like you don't have to continue to burn the candle at both ends when it comes to your career and your work. You can shift and pivot and do something different. Um, and, and so I kind of just decided it's time for me to do new things. Don't get me wrong. I love what I do. I love supporting the people that I support, but I also needed to challenge myself in new ways because I was getting stagnant. And, um, so that kind of also hit me in my early forties, like, well, how do I want to continue to do this work of helping people and supporting people? And I got really clear on, you know, I love helping women feel confident in their skin. I love helping them, you know, challenge themselves and grow their self-confidence. Um, so I kind of shifted away from therapy and moved more into life coaching. Um, and along the way, you know, I did my own life coaching work. Um, in fact, my, it's funny, my next episode on my show is with my life coach. Like I, I brought him in and we did a session. So, you know, I just kind of decided I wanted to pivot and then I wanted to take my message further and wider. And I decided, well, I'm going to start a podcast um, and I'm going to focus on talk therapy topics because I love the field of talk therapy. I, I think it's such a wonderful gift to give oneself. Um, and it's so helpful for so many people. Um, but I also saw my peers kind of losing their spark and losing their light and kind of molding to what, you know, your job tells you you need to be or your supervisor tells you to need to be. And I wanted to help them kind of find what lights them up again with this work and help them challenge themselves. And also decided I wanted to take um, continuing education in our field to a podcast so I've been working hard to, uh, with that business model to bring a lot of my courses, a lot of my shows are now um, within the state of South Carolina are eligible mm -hmm. for CEUs. And I'm working on my national credential to get, um, so any, any LPCs or LMFTs can gain credit from, you know, my pod, I call them pod courses. And along the way, of course, all of that has impacted my marriage and my parenting, um, and I wish I could say that it's like, you know, all these different steps, all these different things that you need to try. But really for me, it was getting very still and just paying attention and being present and focusing on gratitude and um, allowing things to just be and to, um, to, not, to not follow every thought down that rabbit hole mm -hmm. of anxiety and dread and panic. And that's really been a test over the past seven months um, as we deal with this pandemic for me and for right. my clients and, and possibly I bet for a lot of your listeners too. Yeah. It's been a tough seven months, but you know, I, I know um, as we are in our mid forties and latter forties now, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's interesting how you are able to pivot and pivot with such confidence because a lot of people pivot to a new career and a new lifestyle. Um, and they're not able to pivot so well as you have because a lot of people are afraid to move and, and transition because of fear, because it's, it's, they're losing a stable job and they're transforming and they're leaving a steady income. And there's so much routine that they're fixated on and the whole family is dependent on that routine. And so it's, it's interesting how you've made that shift and now you're kind of coaching people you know, to do that same sort of thing without having fear. And that's, that's wonderful. And, you know, I, I think that's important because a lot of people 
I think need that guidance and need that coaching and need someone to really push them to to make that shift and make that transition. And it's great that you're in that position where you can really have an opportunity to help transform and shape people's lives. Um, so kudos to you. And and but what's the secret sauce like when you are able to coach your folks? Like, um, how do you um, empower them to make this change? Yeah, I think that, well, first and foremost, thank you for saying all those things. Um, you know, I'm, it's a journey and it's a process. So I don't want people to think like what I'm going to say today is going to just be like, oh, yeah, Lisa, it's that simple or it's that easy. Um, it's not for a lot of people. But I think you get to that point in your life where you've heard that saying where the fear of staying the same is worse than like the fear of trying new things. So I think it just depends on the person and where they are in the process. Um, and sometimes it's not so much that they want to leave their job. Um, it's just kind of like finding the joy in the day-to-day. It's kind of like finding um walking in alignment with their values because we can get we can easily get pulled off of the the path when stress hits or an unexpected situation arises or you know it, it's it's really easy for us to to kind of like get pulled pulled into a different direction so um i really think it depends on the person and what their ultimate goals are um you know but a lot of it is very similar so if somebody wanted to switch careers like for example <laughs> um i was chatting with a friend um, uh, about two weeks ago. And he was like, you'd make a great real estate agent. You'd make such a great real estate agent. And I said, you know, if I was 10 years younger, 47, I was like, if I was 10 years younger, I might consider it. But I really don't, at my point in life, don't really want to learn a whole new skill set. That's a lot. Like I could take a lot of the skills I have with what I do now. But for me, it's learning a whole new language. It's learning a whole new market. It's learning a whole new profession. I was like, I'm better off kind of knowing what my strengths are and kind of staying within what I know really well. But it's about pivoting. And people always say, go after your passions. You know, your passions are going to, you got to follow your passions. Well, at 47 years old, I got passions, but I know I'm also a realist. Like just because I'm passionate about health and fitness doesn't mean I'm going to go off and start my own like fitness program. I just don't want to do that. I mean, I'm not, I, I might enjoy it, but that's not my, st- my, my strength. So I help folks midlife. Let's take an inventory of what your strengths are, what you're really good at. And then what, what are you excited about? What could you see yourself doing? How can we, you know, help you pivot into something a little bit different? And I'll tell you, Diva, so many people, what they say is they just want to make more of an impact. It's not so much that they want more money. They're maybe fearful of of pivoting and they're going to lose that income to make that impact. But there's still lots of ways that people can make an impact and not have to leave what it is that they're doing or the responsibilities that they have. I'm telling you, if I can figure this out, <laughs> like it's, it's really not, it's not, it's having patience and it's having, it's having patience and being persistent and taking massive action. And a lot of people, when they hear me say that, that either excites them or, or they're like, no, I'm scares not ready them. for that yeah. or it scares them. Yeah. And then uh, with specifically, you know, since most of my podcasts are geared towards, you know, health in the wellness field and, and something about a health modality that's kind of off the beaten path. I mean, obviously the fitness that you do isn't, to, isn't, you know, off the beaten path. It is mainstream, but is it done in a way that is unique and explain how you, how you shape people's lives utilizing health and fitness. I mean, obviously it's a combination of diet and exercise, but I think you were mentioning early on that it's really about weight training, how that is, mm-hmm. is huge with your clientele. And that's really how 
a lot of the changes that you see take place. Yeah. And, you know, I am not um, somebody with a master's degree in kinesiology. So if I get something wrong, y'all don't, don't hate on me <laughs> for getting things incorrect. I just, am, I've just been in the gym over 25 years. I mean, when last time you and I saw each other, I don't think I knew what um, I couldn't do a pull-up probably. Right. I mean, I, I couldn't, I wouldn't even know how to find the gym at VCU. I don't even think I knew right. where it was, put it that way. <laughs> but when I um, hit my mid twenties, um, I kind of realized like, you got to find something here. You got to find something that keeps you moving and keeps you um, engaged and helps with your health. And um, so I went, started going to the gym and I didn't know I was going to love it at all. I just kind of fell in love with being there. I, I think I had a really good experience with the people I was, you know, meeting at the gym. And so that kept me going back and we developed a community. This was in Atlanta and the late nineties. Um, so that's really when it kind of, I started to see the benefits of weight training and, you know, if, yeah, of course it was total vanity in your twenties. Like I wanted to look good. Um, I was single of living in Atlanta, like what young woman didn't want that. Um, but what I also got in the gym was I started building my confidence and I had mm -hmm. never really had anything challenge me like that before. And I saw how when I would add more weight to the bar and I could push it, like I can do hard things. Like literally I can push hard things. And so that just kind of was like this domino effect in my life and in my, um, my thoughts, I guess, like I can do different things. Like I don't, I can try new things. Not everything I try is going to be great, but I can try new things and kind of make a decision if it's going to be for me or not. And that's kind of like how a lot of we build our self-confidence too. Um, but yes, I think I do believe you, that weight training is, um, you know, as we get older, we lose muscle our bones get, you know, they get frailer, fragile. We have to, I mean, I remember my grandmother probably in her sixties telling, finding out she had to, to, you know, osteoporosis or she was on that path. And I, and I don't want to, I don't want that for me. Um, so I was like lifting weights. And on top of that, you're, you're able to eat more. <laughs> like you can, you know, you're, you build more muscle, you're burning more calories at rest. Um, it's just, it's just good for your body overall. Like I'm sure somebody out there who's a exercise or trainer could, you know, really get into the weeds on that for you, for your listeners. Um, but I, I have done the thing where I've stopped the weight training and just run. And that for me, like I enjoy running, but it didn't, um, I don't, my cardio, all that stuff. Like, yeah, that was, that was great. But I also came away with some knee injuries and mm -hmm. some overuse injuries and and it just after a while it wasn't I wasn't reaching my goals so yada 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 I really believe that strength training is um one of the fountains of youth and um it keeps you young you have to stretch you know to be able to mm -hmm. continue you know and that's mm -hmm. important we have to stretch because if we don't have our stretching you know mobility goes down it helps with your balance um you know i see a lot of people in their 50s who deal with balance issues and that's how we can get injured we fall we can't you know, can't get up that kind of stuff and it of course it helps with like our metabolic processes so you know I, I just am a huge advocate for lifting weights. Um, but there's other resistance training too that is great for women if they don't want to go to the gym. And a lot of women are fear fearful of turning into Arnold, which isn't going to happen. I mean, mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I wish I could grow muscle like Arnold. No, I'm just kidding. I'd have to be <laughs> taking some, some illegal things to get there. But, um, you know, I get it. Like it's it, for some women, that's, that's not what they want. But then I'll tell you, I have women at the grocery store stop me all the time and say, how do I get arms like you? So, you know, ladies, don't be afraid to lift some weights. Like, don't be afraid. Um, yeah. So, and then on top of that, you know, eating, 
what mm-hmm. we eat is so important. I know this is something that you, you know, went on your own quest to learn more about nutrition and what we eat and what we put in our body and um, whole foods, like eating whole foods, whether you eat, eat meat or not, or whatever, whatever you, whatever eating program you're on. Um, you know, I think that you got to find one that you enjoy and that you can stick with. And over the past seven years or so, I've been playing around with intermittent fasting as well. Um, and I, I don't know, I don't know if I will, what, if I'm receiving the benefits of what they say intermittent fasting does, but I sure like that eating style. It it fits Mm -hmm. my lifestyle really well. So get your water in, get your sleep in. If you don't have our sleep, you know, gosh, we can go crazy. Um, And sleep affects us in so many different, you know, areas as well. So are you typically when you have your clients, are you focusing on those, on those few things, you know, the sleep, the diet, you know, the weight training. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, is that what's really, I'm, I'm not going to say secret sauce because it's kind of uh, common sense, but I guess it's a good combination for you to help coach people in making transformations and empowering them to make a change. Yeah. I, I mean, definitely if they're open to it, you know, mm-hmm. but a lot of people might not be ready for um, hitting the gym, you know, four days a week. So I'm like, okay, what are you open what are you ready to commit to? Is it walking? Mm-hmm. You know what? So I, I meet everybody where they're at. And if, if for whatever reason it's, they don't want to do it or it's not for them, then, you know, I, I don't force them to do something that they don't want to do. Um, you know, I'm kind of, I'm a big believer in, I want to be the model. I want to be the, I don't want to be like, I don't know how to say, it. I don't want to be cheesy and be like, I want to inspire women, but I kind of do want to inspire women that they can in their mid, in their midlife, like, you can still love your body, but at the same time, want to change it. You don't have to settle for this midlife spread. You can, you know, I see I'm in a lot of groups on Facebook for menopausal women. And I just want to shake my head because they all just want to take supplements <laughs> to get rid of their hot flashes. They all want to be told what diet they should eat. And I'm just like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I still experience symptoms of menopause, but I don't let it... I, Maybe because of my lifestyle choices, it's not as um, prominent yeah. prominent for me. And so I, I, I like I want to be a voice for that, but at the same time, I also just kind of want to be like, well, this is what I do. And if mm-hmm. and if you want to learn more, then come. I'm here. But um, so I, I definitely just meet people where they are, yeah. and if they have questions for me, of course I will answer them, and I sure. will you know be of value where I can. Hey, Dr. Diva here. Thank you to all my listeners who supported my book and helped to make it a huge success. You all have helped us hit number one in Barnes & Noble, number one in oncology, cancer, healing, and medical ebooks, and number 21 in all of the Kindle store. You've also helped us hit number three on the Wall Street Journal bestseller list. If you haven't received your copy, you can find it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or booksatmillion.com. Visit from doctortopatient.com to become part of our growing community of health and wellness aficionados and to learn more. If you like our book and podcast, please go to amazon.com to write a five-star review and go to Apple Podcasts to also write a five-star review on this podcast or any of our episodes that you've enjoyed. We need reviews to attract and secure top-notch guests for this show. Thank you so much for your support. And tell me, like, when does a client come to you? I mean, is it sort of like, not necessarily last resort, but I guess at what point do they find you? And then 
what kinds of things do you implement to help them? Well, I would say it probably depends. Um, they find me. How do they find me? That's a good question. Me, my podcast, they find me on social media. I don't know. Word of mouth. I get a lot of referrals, you know, word of mouth. Um, and a lot of the times it's just, I heard you say something and it, it resonated with me. Can I talk to you about it? And so mm-hmm. I'm like, sure, let's just have a conversation. And then we talk and I find out that that's an area in their life that they want to be different. And so I say, I feel I can help you with that. Are you open to doing some coaching? Um, but then some people I'm like, you know, that sounds more like you need therapy. And can I refer you, you to somebody, yeah. you know, um, cause I don't really, it's therapy and life coaching are, are very different things. But, um, so I really feel like everybody is different. I, mm-hmm. you know, everybody wants to like, kind of say, what's, what's the sauce? Well, the, I think the sauce is I, I listen to people. I listen more than I talk. And then, um, I want to help them reach their goals. So, for some people, they don't quite know what it is they want to do. We just have a conversation and it gives them something to think about. I might ask them a question that gets them thinking and then they come back to me three, four months later. Um, but then I have some people that are like, yes, I want to coach with you. I want to like, let's go. Like I'm ready. And I think everybody is just on a different timeline of, of mm-hmm. when they're ready. Does that make sense? Does that answer yeah, question? I, okay. I think, I, I think it'd be kind of helpful um, if you're able to divulge like, a, a specific client that you have that's approached you and what kind of changes that you've been able to see um, through your coaching methods and, you know, like how long did it take to see that transformation sure. or is it still ongoing? Sure. Let me, let me get one in my head here. Um, that would be good. Let's think. So I would say um, one of my most recent clients um, a lot of the stuff that she was dealing with was just not just not feeling fulfilled in life, just mm-hmm. kind of feeling run down, feeling inappreciated, not appreciated at home, um, and also wanted to make some changes in her her physical health. So really, it was getting clear with her on what does she value, what are her highest values, and is she in alignment in her highest values? And when you take a step back and you kind of you know look at what people find to be important in their lives and then they're not living them out, that's where the disconnect happens for most of us is we might say we value our marriage or we we value our family first, but we're not walking in congruency with that or in alignment. And so it's helping them, well, do you really value it, first of all? <laughs> like, do you, is that really something that is a value to you? You know, really getting clear on that. And then, okay, well, if it's a value to you, what are like three to four simple things that you are ready to commit to that you can start doing tomorrow that are going to help you feel more in alignment with putting your family first or focusing on your family? And sometimes it's simple stuff like, I need to put my phone down and be attentive at dinner. Or we need to eat dinner three, four times a week together instead of, um, you know, everybody kind of being in their separate, being in their room or having the TV on. Um, or I need to make time with my for my husband for he and I to have our alone time. So maybe those are three things that the client would want to work on, and you know, then we we meet up and talk about it later. How did it go? How did you feel afterwards? Is there anything you want to change about it? Do you feel like you can continue on with that? And there's other things along the way like that. Um, I would suggest, you know, daily to practicing gratitude, practicing, um, 
you know, not going down the rabbit hole of those, those thoughts that just kind of enter into our brain, mm-hmm. um, kind of finding like what could be good about today. Um, what, what is great about today, making a plan the night before for things that you want to accomplish the next day, really just helping people kind of take control, take back their life, um, and living it out with, um, alignment and with, and with purpose. Um, so that, it, and like I said, it just really depends on the client and what, what their struggles are and, mm-hmm. and what they want to do. Um, some people don't want to change, you know, they like, they like being stuck. And some people, I tell them, you know, that's a choice you're making by staying, staying where you are. That's actually a choice that you're making. So realize that that's your choice and there's other choices that you could make. Um, so some people do like to stay where they are and they like to, and, and I understand because the fear of changing and growing and shifting, it's scary for a lot of people, you know, especially midlife. It can be really, really scary. But at the same time, if you really want your life to change, you want it to be better, you got to try different things. So that's what I like to do. Absolutely. I like to help my clients try different things to see what makes their life better. Yeah. And coaching is something unique. I mean, I would say there's been a plethora of coaching life coaching or whatever you want to call it over the last, I don't know, a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And before that, it, it, it existed, but not to the degree it does now. And it's interesting because I feel it's needed. I feel more people are leaning that way because I guess, I don't know why, I guess it resonates with them more than saying going to a therapist. Mm-hmm. And there are actually distinct differences between a therapist and a life coach. And specifically now, I think it's interesting because I think it's, there's so much need for for coaching because people are having such issues with depression and anxiety because of this pandemic. Are you seeing a lot of people having issues with those types of things and, you know, mental health issues? Oh yeah. Last seven months. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, this is a very trying time. It's, it's trying time for everybody. Um, you know, when this first hit, my anxiety was through the roof back in March. Like I had sleepless nights and here I am, I'm a therapist and I'm like, you know, talking to people the next day, trying to keep my act together. And like, it, it got to a head for me that I had to make a decision because I was using some unhealthy coping skills for me. Like I never was drinking at 4.30 in the afternoon as soon as my last client. Like that was new to me, but I just felt like I deserved it. Like I was going through that mindset. Like, and then finally I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like Lisa, what the heck are you doing? You're, you're trading a walk with your dog for, a, you know, a, an alcohol beverage. And I just had to kind of like, okay, wait, that's a sign. Like something's going on here. And so for me, that was like, all right, get back to what you know works for you and help your clients with this as well. So, um, you know, there's still scary moments. Um, there's still a lot of unknowns out there. People are out of work, kids going mm-hmm. back to school around here. I don't know what it's like up by you. Um, you know, there's a lot of my friends with kids. We don't know what's best. Like, do we send them back? Cause they're, they're going to start school in t- another two weeks here going back. So, so there's a lot of unknowns, but, um, and you're a doctor, you know, so, I just encourage my clients, I'm like, talk to your doctor, talk to your doctor, know what's best for you and for your family, make decisions based on what's right for you. Don't watch the media, turn off the freaking TV, stop scrolling Facebook. If you're going to get on social media, have an intention when you get on there, set a timer, know why you're getting on. Don't just get on because, you know, there's a whole, I could go up, this is a whole other podcast, but there, you know, there's, they know what they're doing to keep you on social media. They know mm-hmm. what to feed you to keep you on those platforms. So you have to realize that there's bigger things at play here. And I mean, like algorithms, people, um, that's going to keep you 
to see the stuff that makes you anxious mm-hmm. because that's just the way it's programmed. So I've been working really hard, you know, and this just honestly, the past couple of weeks for me has been, and this is because I, I reconnect with my life coach. He reminded me of well, what could be great about this pandemic. And for a lot of people, when I say that, they're like, what are you talking about? There's nothing great about this pandemic. I'm like, yeah, no, I get it. But what could be great about this pandemic? Like what could be great about this for you in your life? And once they get over the shock, (laughs) I think some people have being asked that question. It's kind of like an eye opener. Like life is happening anyway. We have this time anyway. We're going to get through this. And what's it going to look like for you on the other side? What will, how will you have moved through this? Because how you move through this tells me and you a lot about yourself. Um, So I don't know. That's kind of like a big question, but. I think that's really important because it's all about people people have to look inward during these Mm -hmm. times and kind of identify what things are bothering them and triggering them and why are they being so triggered. And then you really have to do some introspection to figure out those things and learn about yourself and then eventually fix those things. So those aren't issues that come again that are surprising and shocking because you're able to deal with it with a little bit more ease. And, And I think that's huge because people, instead of what you were doing early was trying to like, check out with an alcoholic mm-hmm. beverage or a drink or a couple of drinks, you know, you'd actually change your tune and started to be more focused on, all right, let me fix this crap of mine and let me just make it more productive so that I don't sit there and, and lose grip on reality and check out. Yep. And I think that's, that's an important message to convey. And um, I also think it's really important to understand that social media is not our friend. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not a big proponent of it. And, um, Actually, I was like about two months ago, I was realizing that my anxiety levels started to like go. And it wasn't because of fear of what was going on with work. It was more because I was like sucked into all that algorithm crap that that they feed you. And it was just making me angry. I was angry all the time. And then you go and watch the TV and you watch, you know, uh, the news and media and it just feeds that anger and anxiety. So I, I literally stopped watching TV. I stopped watching the news. I stopped. I'm scrolling through social media. Everything start, Everything got better. You know, I'm, I'm not a- as angry. I mean, my anxiety levels have definitely like left. I'm having better sleep at nights. And it's, and, and people, it's, they're so addicted to those screens. Mm-hmm. And, and not only are you having issues with the content that you're reading, but then you're on that screen. So it's disturbing your brain, you know, and, and all that blue light that you're exposed to, it really wrecks your sleep. Mm-hmm. So, for me, that's that's one of the few things that I, I was able to change and see dramatic effects, you know, almost, you know, within a few days. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Like, I totally get that, you know, what you're saying within a few days, it can it can happen that fast. And um, I'll tell you, one of the things that I have loved the most about this pandemic, I know this is gonna, people are like, wow, is I've been able to take my dog for a walk twice mm-hmm. a day if I want. And I love that. I love being able to just go outside and walk the dog and be outside, get out of the house, get away from the screen, you know, and just be with the dog. Like, I don't know. That's just, you you know what I've done. I I recently have done this. Like sometimes, you know, I have my phone on me or even yet I don't have my phone on me, but I have my smartwatch on. So Mm -hmm. I'm sitting there walking my dog and it's pinging me and it's preventing me from being in the moment. And it's like, I can't be present. And Mm -hmm. so I want to try, I try to like, a lot of people have dogs and they tend to do walking, but they sit there with their phones and, and sit there texting or on the call. I like to take that time now. And this is something that I've just recently discovered and started doing. Is just, it's called mindful walking. 
So I'm just walking and I'm literally appreciating and looking at every step that I'm taking forward. I'm appreciating what's around me. I'm looking at the beautiful leaves that are changing color on the trees. I'm looking at the ground. I'm looking at the colors. I'm really trying to be more present and more grounded. Yeah. And, and this is an exercise that I feel that helps me, you know, really calm myself. And then, you know, I, I'm right now my life is chaotic. I got so many things going. And the last thing I need is to take that chaos and have that you know, with my dog. And that's like my dog's time. He loves it. And sometimes I feel I'm so irritated. I want to get back to the to my house that I'm like tugging him because I'm running out of time. Yeah. It's not helpful for him. It's not helpful for me. So it's just like I've been sit I've been really been like, okay, it's mindful walking. It's 20, 30 minutes. Let's just sit there and be present. Yeah. And it's been it's been a game changer. It's been I come back into the house, I find myself I have more energy and I'm able to like focus in a more productive way. So it's it's a really a simple task, you know, of being more uh, mindful and appreciative and expressing gratitude and then yeah. being present. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And your dog probably appreciates it too, right? Yeah, <laughs> so he sure more. does. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, I think it's great. I think the harder part for me is getting my kids to go outside. I'm like, you guys go outside, you know, go outside, <laughs> go outside. And um, they, they just, you know, it's harder for them. They want to play video games and they want to be on the, the, um, electronics and as a parent, that's a struggle, but you know, we all have to make peace with that on some level and figure mm -hmm. out what, what enough of that is for them. And, and <laughs> that's a fight though I know. for those listeners who have kids like, Oh, it's a fight sometimes. But, um, yeah, I love how you said that. And I, I also have loved in the beginning, um, I realized how much we were eating out. So mm. being able to cook more, was wild. Like I was cooking so many more meals at home because oh, I couldn't go anywhere. Too, right? yeah, yeah. Well, at times, <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. We still love like, you know, pizza and chicken wings and all that, sure. but just kind of like getting more creative in the kitchen and finding that part of me again, because, you know, for so many years, it's been go to work, come home, got to make dinner. Oh, got to rush through that. And when you're home all the time, you know, it's like, well, I'm home and I don't have a client for an hour. So I'm going to go ahead and make dinner in the morning. And it's, it's so just kind of doing similar things, but at different times during the day is kind of cool. Like mixing up your schedule and in your body and your mind, it, it's, it's very freeing, you know, yeah. kind of getting out of the old, the old schedule. I'm going to have a hard time, honestly, going back to the office and, um, going back to that routine because I really love what we've got going on right now. And, yeah. but you know what, at the same time, it's kind of made me on this, um, to, on the mission to, okay, well, if I love this about this pandemic, how do I keep that part going? How do I, how do I now have more of that in my life? How do I have more time with my kids? Um, how do I have more time to cook, you know, healthier, different meals? Um, how do I have more time to, do more life coaching and get away maybe from the clinical work. So I'm kind of taking my own advice as I'm working with, um, you know, my clients and my, my customers I'm doing, I'm, it's like a parallel process. So I don't know. I joke around and, and tell people like, well, let me, like I had this experience today. Does this resonate with you? How does, mm -hmm. what does that sound like for you? Does that make sense? So yeah, it's, it's, it's always a parallel process. Yeah, and all, all that makes sense. But I, I know you're short on time, and and I know, and you know, speaking of time, I know that's like you, you have a, a busy life, and, and you have to get to it. But for our listeners, what is the best way for them to find out more about you? 
Sure. Well, I also have a podcast um, mm-hmm. and my podcast is called The Therapy Show with Lisa Mustard. And it's primarily for talk therapists who are looking to grow their skill sets, professional development, maybe get some CEUs. Um, but I also have been doing a series called Midlife Magic where I'm interviewing all kinds of people. And I am going to have you on the show soon. That is going to be, you're going to be one of my, my next guests where I talk to people in their midlife that are doing cool and unique creative things and kind of pivoting and not just like, inspiring people to do different in midlife, but actually giving us the know-how. Like, how are you doing this? Like really kind of diving in and getting the framework for what they're doing. Um, But uh, so lisamuster.com is my website. Um, I'm on social media, (laughs) Um, (laughs) mainly Instagram and Facebook. Um, But yeah, you can find me over there. And if people want to learn more about me, just what my website is probably the best place to connect with me because you can send me an email um, or you can also private message me on social media. I check them. So... Awesome. Yeah. Lisa, it was so great to catch up with you again after all these years. And thanks for coming on the show. Oh my gosh. This has been so amazing. Thanks, Diva, for having me. Thank you. Take care. You too.